This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Now, Fight Back with Libby Zneimer on Zoomer Radio. Good afternoon and welcome. We had a perfect storm on the roads today as we hit a very dubious milestone. 74, 74 road fatalities as of early this morning. And that is the highest number in Toronto since 2003. And one person is dead and two others are in life-threatening condition after a car crashed into a pole at Bloor and Parliament last night. The victims were in the back seat. The driver is in custody for drunk driving. And this after a weekend when the OPP laid more than 100 impaired driving charges. What the heck is going on. And there were also pedestrian casualties. A 70-year-old woman was struck uh, near the East Mall and Rathburn before dawn, and police are looking for a white minivan that fled the scene after hitting a pedestrian at College Park around 9.45 this morning. Thank goodness that in that case, the injuries were minor. And All of this is happening while the weather is still good and uh, the holiday season is just starting. Why is this getting worse and what can we do about it? I want to hear from you. There are a lot of people talking about the drunk driving aspect of this this morning. Some people saying that what we really, really need is to have zero tolerance. Uh, they have that in British Columbia. Zero tolerance, is that the answer? Because right now it's kind of up to a driver to decide if they're under the legal limit or over the legal limit. Uh, Should we impose that? Is that going to cut down on the drunk driving? Um, Canada has one of the worst records in the world. That is, in the world, uh, on... Uh, on the number of traffic accidents that are related to drunk driving. Why is that? Uh, I want to hear from you, as I say, and what about all of these pedestrian casualties? Uh, it, it just seems to be a, a problem and a hit and run. A driver speeding away from the scene after hitting a pedestrian. Uh, the mayor, John Tory, tweeted about that. He basically said that uh, if anyone has any information, they should call uh, police. Uh, let's go right to the phones. We've got Ed in Barry. Hi, Ed. Hi, this is Sam. Sorry? Sam from Brantford. Okay, Sam, sorry about that. Oh, no, that's okay. That's no problem. I've called before, so I'm uh, pretty, uh, pretty regular here. Um, I've been uh, after the, the uh, province for many, many years. Um, from the original point, it should have been zero tolerance because what's happening with the point zero eight or whatever it is, yep. people are saying, well, I only have one beer or two drinks or whatever. If it's zero content, then the machine that they're using 
cannot be uh, what do you call it? Uh, you know, you know, complain about it in court that it wasn't inaccurate or they didn't do it properly or whatever. The second thing is when somebody takes a vehicle and they kill somebody. The, 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 the way it should be done is if you kill somebody while you're drinking and driving, you should be charged under the manslaughter and go to jail for not uh, two or three years in prison. Uh, that's why people are taking advantage of the system. Okay. Um, so you think that basically we need tougher laws? I think, well, the one thing, it should be zero tolerance. That way there's no discrepancy in court. And it should be uh, the the law should be changed so that if you're drinking and driving, you're operating a machine, and you kill somebody, you know you're drinking and you know you're driving, the, the charge should be manslaughter, automatic. Well, you're saying if you kill somebody, but what if, what if you don't kill them? Well, I mean, if you're drinking and driving, then, then the, the charge should be considered to, to what you do. I mean, if you kill four people in the car, that should be automatic manslaughter because you're, you're taking a chance on drinking and driving, and, and the consequences have to be paid by the person that's drinking. Well, in that horrible case last year where he did kill four people, um, he's gone away for a long time. Uh, but, still, yes? No, it's still not going to change it, because the, the way the system is today, you, you hear about it almost every weekend, that there's people getting injured and killed, and the ones that are getting killed are the innocent victims. The people that drink and drive, they don't even realize that they've hit something. So they just bounce off the dashboard, bounce off the windshield, and they got a headache for two or three weeks. And then, they're, 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 you know, then they do the same thing three or four months later. To me, the system is a joke, and it's got to be changed. Okay. Thank you for that, okay, Sam. Thank you so much. All right. Um, let's go to Constable Clint Stibby. Uh, hello. How are you? Hi. Sorry for uh, not being available sooner. Um, so what is going on here? Why are we having this? It, it seems like a perfect storm. It seems like a mushrooming. And as I said, the weather is still good and the holiday season is just beginning. You know what, uh, to say that we're disappointed into what we're seeing is probably an understatement. The fact that we've lost a life, uh, and we've lost several lives this year, just last night, when it comes to impaired driving, uh, it is tragic, no matter how you cut it. We have uh, one family that's lost a son, and another that's got a daughter that's fighting for her life, and the person need everyone to remind that operating motor vehicles uh, um, Constable Stibby, uh, yep. your line is is uh, really bad, uh, so um, let's try to call you back on another line. Okay. Okay, and uh, in the meantime, I will take uh, calls from some of our listeners. Uh, we've got uh, Vic in Toronto. Hello, Vic. Vic? Hello? Yeah, hello. Yes, please turn your radio down. Yeah, I did, I did. Okay, so what is your take on what seems to be well, this? the guy before that said everything he said. Everything he said, I would have said. Uh-huh. You know, I mean, the law sucks. But uh, what I want to say, when, I, when my son was 16, uh, 18 years old, I bought him a car, mm-hmm. and um, I caught him drinking a beer. So I took all the four tires off, and uh, I didn't let him drive for uh, six months. Wow. You caught him uh, drink. Hello? Hello, yes. You caught him drinking a beer when he was about to get in the car? Yeah, 18. Now he's 30. Yeah. Did yeah. he learn his lesson? Pardon me? Did he learn his lesson? Well, for sure he is. He's 32 years old. 
And when he was 18, I took the car away, took the four tires off, and he and I took the keys. And then I didn't let him drive for six months. Tough love. I would think that would be a good lesson. Well, for one beer, yes, it was. Well, you know, one of the things that we keep hearing is that it's actually not young people that are necessarily the problem, that younger people kind of get that if they're going to drink at all, they don't drive, that the problem is older people. Yeah, I know. But see, this country here is too easy. It's too easy. Uh, The law has to be changed. Like that other guy said, it's got to be changed. Okay, well... it's, uh, you know, there are a lot of people who believe that. Uh, they have zero tolerance in British Columbia. Uh-huh. Uh, I, I don't know exactly how well it is considered to be working there. But, uh, Vic, thanks very much for your call. Okay, thank you. Bye. Bye-bye. Okay, now let's try to go back to Clint Stibby. Are you there? And Sorry about that. Uh, so, again, what is your take on why there seems to be this flurry of uh, more problems on the road? Well, it's basically boiling down to poor decisions by the individuals that are uh, getting behind the wheel of these vehicles after consuming alcohol. I think what we need to keep in mind is a lot of individuals don't assign any sort of link to consuming alcohol and maybe risk. Uh, now, that would also go... If you've had one or two drinks, you're thinking, well, you know what, everybody can, I can just drive a car. That's actually not the case. You begin to show signs of impairment after even the first drink. We've seen examples where individuals have shown such extreme versions of impairment that uh, you'd think they were above the legal limit or in the hundreds, if you will. The reality was they were only sitting in the 40s. So when we look at a, a scale of uh, what would be the legal limit, which is 80 milligrams, 40 is about half that. So even though they wouldn't be in what would be a technical warrant situation or over 80, they can still be charged with impaired operation of motor vehicle because of the signs that they exhibit. But that same point is they didn't have to consume that many drinks to get there. So every body deals with the toxin, which is the alcohol or drug, whatever the case may be used. Uh, differently. Some more sensitive than others, but then if you add in, say, tiredness or some other uh, extra factor, it makes it worse. Yeah, and and you don't necessarily react the same way every time. No, absolutely not. I've heard stories from individuals that said, you know, one day they can have one, they can feel it, the next day they can have six before they feel it. So there's a lot of different physiological changes that occur to the body, even on a daily basis, and how you react to the alcohol or the toxin, if you will, um, on a daily basis. And so what is the solution? Uh, Do you think that we need to push for uh, zero tolerance? Well, you know what? It's interesting you say that. Let's look at uh, even the U.S. You uh, face the death penalty in certain states for committing murder, yet we have people that do it. So, I mean, the penalty, if you will, is the ultimate penalty but yet people still decide to do it. You mean, sorry, you can, you can get the death penalty for killing somebody in a drunk driving accident? No, no, no. In, I'm using in the United States uh, just for straight-up murder. Right, yes. So uh, if you kill somebody, yep. uh, that you we know. can face the death penalty, whether it's an electrical chair or, or um, injection, whatever the case may be. So people still do it. That's a decision that a person made knowing what the repercussions were. We cannot say that a person doesn't recognize that there are 
consequences for what they do. But at the same time, they have to recognize that even that one drink or two drinks could put them in that situation where they could take somebody's life. Uh, what about the pedestrian incidents today? Uh, a hit and run? Somebody hits a pedestrian and then speeds away from the scene? I believe you're talking about uh, East Mall? Uh, no, the, the East Mall, I'm not aware that that was a hit and run. This one was at College Park. Okay, I'm not aware of that one. Okay, so it's a white minivan. Police are looking for a white minivan speeding away. Um, have we made any progress at all? We have, but the biggest challenge, uh, I think, is uh, an individual that is faced with a collision. Uh, most cases, everyone stops. They check on the well-being of the individual, and uh, you know everything goes the way it should go. Then you have a group of individuals that are refusing to take responsibility for what they do. And this is where we start to run into situations where individuals are taking off from collision scenes. But now we have criminal charges that will be laid for that person that leaves the scene. So failed to remain collisions are long-term investigations. They're not something that's solved overnight. And I'm not saying that we solve everyone, but we work on everyone to the best of our abilities with the ultimate goal of finding that individual and charging them. So we've hit this milestone today, and uh, there was a huge number of impaired driving charges on the weekend. What would you like to tell us as we start this holiday season? I think what we have to keep in mind is, and I think what the public needs to hear, is if you want to get home to be with your family, enjoy this joyous time of year, you need to do everything right. Uh, you can help reduce the chances of you being involved in a collision, uh, whether you're a pedestrian, cyclist, or driver, by following all the rules. We're not going to say that it's going to alleviate any and all collisions, but everybody needs to be aware of all road users who may be on the road. And once you're aware of them, the chances of you being involved in a collision with that person is greatly reduced because that person, whether you make eye contact with them, uh, some sort of hand gesture, or something that's going to give some sort of communication between the different road users will help reduce the chances of you being involved in a collision. It's no different than you approach a stop sign and you're facing the individual and one flashes the high beams to go or, or you know, you wave a pedestrian to cross. You know, the chance of you being involved in a collision with that individual is virtually zero because you know what that person's intentions are. They know what your intentions are. But with the number of fatalities we've seen so far this year, our most vulnerable group, is the 55 and older. They represent approximately 80% of our pedestrian fatalities in the city of Toronto. We know that. That's terrible. It, it is. And the, the worst part is, when we look between now and roughly 2028, 20, 2030, we're going to be looking at an uh, increase to approximately a million seniors in the city of Toronto. That means the likelihood of that demographic being involved in a collision any time between now and then, is going to continue to grow. The problem is, it doesn't have to be a significant uh, collision. It just has to be, in some cases, a small contact where the person may fall to the roadway. The older you are, and we'll use an example, if you're in your 80s and you fall to a roadway and fracture a hip, that's almost guaranteed a fatal injury. Uh, where if you're in your 50s, you fracture a hip, you can probably recover. So the older you are, the more susceptible you are to complications, which in some cases could end your life. 
So why can't you, well, no, why can't you? Why don't you do something to protect yourself, which is to make an effort to communicate with drivers on the road, whether you're crossing the road or if you're driving the automobile, you know, a pedestrian or cyclist that may be near you, just, you know, to let everybody know what you're up to. Yeah, I, I, these types of actions will make it safer. Yeah, I think that's very good advice. Uh, yesterday on um, my way home, uh, there were quite a number of pedestrians in dark clothes crossing kind of in the middle of the road uh, and not looking. I mean, I was driving slowly. It was city driving. But, uh, you know, so I'm glad you're making that reminder to pedestrians. Make eye contact. And in some cases, I would just, you know, you would just see it at almost not quite the last minute, but but it's very hard to see. It's dark outside, dark clothes, the middle of the road. So uh, I think uh, that's good advice for everybody. Make eye contact um, and make sure that people know what you are going to be up to. Constable Stibby, thanks very much. And I, I hope we don't have to have uh, another conversation like this very soon. As do I. Okay. Bye-bye. Thank you. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.